Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Oh, you finally introduced yourself as who you were. That's great. We're your co-hosts. Um, I'm going to save begin? my comments and so. <laughs> Before we begin, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at Black Brew Podcast. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to share our podcast with people because this is a great podcast. Um, today we have... Period. Today we have two very interesting topics for you. The first topic is the U.S. government uh, and the possibility of our debt defaulting. So we're going to talk about that. A lot of economic. I never realized how much in common I would have with my country. Wow. The second topic that we're going to talk about is uh, a judge decided to finally remove Britney Spears' father uh, from her conservatorship. So Britney Spears is healing from that and taking a moment to, I don't know if she's celebrating, but I'm sure we're celebrating it. So we'll get into that topic as well. But first, Josh. Yes. Let's get into some political tea. Shall we? Um, so, I, I don't know how well, uh, versed you are in, um, you know, fiscal policies and shit like that. Got the money, y'all! There's poor people around! <laughs> With your broke ass! The federal debt has reached its ceiling, and now there's a possibility that it might be defaulting, according to our Treasury Secretary. So how do you feel about that, Josh? Well, first, um, we have a debt ceiling, but I as a college student don't have a debt ceiling. Okay, I see how this is going. Um, two, we're just gonna default? Yes. We're just gonna default? Unless, well, unless, some, unless which, Congress does... <laughs> They're currently debating something and uh, they're having like talks right now. I think the House is about what to do w- with this. Uh, Secretary Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, she met with the House Financial Services Committee and gave pretty much a breakdown saying that um, if we don't solve this issue, it could almost be irreparable um, and it could possibly lead to a recession. It could ruin so much credit um, and I'm pretty certain it's going to be more than a recession, considering we're trillions in debt. Yeah. So our current <laughs> debt for the listeners is like about like two point twenty eight point eight trillion fucking dollars. That we, That's more than what exists. <laughs> that we're in current debt. So if the if the government defaults, there are certain programs that money that we won't have the money to like pay for, which will be catastrophic, is what the secretary said. Uh, wow. How do you think we should solve because, it, Josh? Well, first off, I guess the conservatives won. They made it where now it's almost impossible for us to have a socialist society because all the money that we would have used to fund that from a, like to actually form, it's out the window. Um, <laughs> thanks, conservatives. Um, I, I'm astounded. And what, what kind of pisses me off is like suddenly we're surprised by this. I'm like, I'm pretty certain our federal government officials 
would have foresaw this more than five years ago at the trend of the debt and at the trend of spending. Like this is like this isn't like a college student taking a couple loans and then realizing later they didn't have the money to pay for it. This is stuff that has to be strategically planned every year, especially as the leading economy in the world. Like, how could we make such a haphazard decision to just somehow run out of money? And then on this, like, according to one of my friends, when we were discussing this, supposedly not too long before they announced this, they had like funneled money to Israel for some dome or something like that. Like thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, how do we have money to do that? But suddenly we're defaulting on what we owe the world. I was like, who, who do we, like when, when our country goes in debt, who is responsible to hold us reliable for that? And how does that, what is that going to look like? I think we're responsible because uh, statistically, about 70% of our debt comes from just, like, ourselves. And only about, like, 30% actually is, like, foreign debt. So most of our debt is, like, the debt that we are in ourselves. According to Reuters, uh, Congress is currently deadlocked over the matter of lifting or suspending the debt limit. Um, I find it, so, I, I feel like the... If, if some things are going to have to get cut and chopped, I I would prefer it to come from um, military. military. Because right but now... you know they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. But the thing is, a matter of that, like, the thing that I'm worried that's going to get cut is that federal employees are not going to be able to get paid. Because this is this is also occurring at the same time as the government shutdown. They're, they're not the mm-hmm. same thing, but, like, they're happening at the same time, which is, I guess, ironic, to say the least. Horrid. Also, there are social security programs, so social security itself, and there are social services programs like Medicaid, Medicare, that would also be affected by this. So I need them to get it together because we only have a few days left to figure this out. And if they don't figure it out, it's because, first of all, all of these like and, uh, investors and people who, who um, I can't remember what they're called, uh, who who help you know give us money to pay, to pay off the bills that we have to pay off of uh, that the fact that they already know that there's a possibility that we might default on our on our loans that already is clicking in their mind to kind of like uh, the value of like our money will apparently like go be decreased somehow and it will affect our credit because i mean if you are about to default obviously it's going to affect your credit so that's going to affect us it's going to affect the stock market it's going to affect our business uh relations just like globally um so a lot of shit is going to happen we will no longer be the powerhouse that we once were were we ever really the powerhouse or did we just tell people we're the powerhouse? Well, I think we bullied our way into being the powerhouse and that allowed us to steal enough money to become the powerhouse. And now we just lost all that money we stole. And now we're about to hit rock bottom again. And you know what that means, Aaron? We're going to make up a war to help our economy boost back, which means we all get drafted and die over something stupid. So, Josh, do you think that Congress should raise the limit on the federal debt? Um, at this point, no. Oh, 
it, there, there's no solution to this. We cannot make up a trillion something dollars. We can't. Oh, and especially if the majority is towards ourselves, that means the government straight up stole our money and is not paying it back to us. That's fucking problematic. Like this, this is the telltale sign. This is the omen. The ship is about to sink. And if we learned anything from past rev uh, revolutions, this is the moment where us who are at the bottom will start killing those who are on the top. It is historically examples. I don't, I mean, we raised the ceiling and what did, what did we do? We meet it again five years down the road. Now we're an even greater amount of debt. Unless we stop and say, we got to stop playing this pretend game of economics that doesn't make sense. It's clearly fucking us over. Like, I don't see any way out. If we, if we adhere and trust the process and trust in the rules that we've set for economics, there is no way to get out of this. The only way I can see getting out of this is if, like, we do something drastic and alter someone else's life, or we just say, money is stupid, let's stop this. Well, I don't think like, I don't think that we I don't first of all that last option is not gonna happen. I just want to that I found on CNN when I said about a recession. Uh, a mild recession is is the best case scenario that will happen. A mild recession. <laughs> the worst case scenario <laughs> the best case. economic uh, analysts say so the worst case scenario would involve downstream effects of potentially cascading job losses, a shutdown and tens of billions in COVID uh, economic relief a still set to be delivered, a near freeze in credit markets and gross domestic product taking a tangible hit that could last for multiple quarters. Um, and also- So why don't they call that a depression? What's the difference? Well, I don't know the, the characteristics that we would use to define a, a depression. Um, they said the best- I just assumed it was worse the than- The best case uh, uh, is a mild recession. The worst case is what I read to you. It says also failure to raise the debt ceiling, Josh, could halt payments of millions of Americans rely on, including paychecks to federal workers, Medicare benefits, military salaries, tax refunds, social security checks, and payments to federal contractors. So if we don't raise the debt ceiling, Josh, that's that's we're gonna lose we're gonna lose a lot of benefits. But won't we do the same thing like five years down the road? Because we're gonna meet the ceiling again. Well, I, I. You see what I mean? Like we're screwed. Like this guess, is not an in some. This is not an in some game for the worker. Like they're either stalling us getting hit, but in the end they're saying they're going to hit us. And it's not even the people who put us in this position getting hit. It's us. Like we're screwed. We might as well have the revolution right now and start chopping off heads because that's all that's going to resolve this. We're going to have to. Charge into Kylie Jenner's house and steal her couch. Like that's that's all we got at this point. You know that's so interesting. At this time, I'm just like, why can't these fucking one percenter one percenters? Why can't they just give us the money and just do the right thing? As like, I hate to say this, but as an American citizen, and like be like their fellow fucking you know neighbor and just help us get us out of this. Even though I know it's not their fault that well maybe well we can we can debate whether that's their fault. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's not just like directly their fault that the government is currently in 28 fucking trillion dollars of debt. 
the fact that like they probably have money sitting aside that all of these if all of these one percenters were to come together and be like here's the money to pay off it it's not a loan it's not a loan you don't have to pay me back i'm just going to do this so that we can help the country move forward and be economically just like safe that pisses me off kind of because i'm like why can't y'all you have the privilege to do it i don't i don't know it's just like make it make sense that we are required by law to sign up for a draft to sacrifice my body and life for the country but we can't do the same for one percenters and their money which is not a loss of life that is irreplaceable but income that can be gained again like see the logic it just doesn't make fucking sense so i want to know that <laughs> um on tuesday the House did pass a bill to suspend the debt limit until December 2022, but people are saying that it's not likely that it is expected to pass in the Senate. So, yeah, because the Republicans and Democrats, I mean, they're fighting like fuck over this. Republicans say this is the Democrats' problem when statistically all the issues that led up to this is so much more than the fucking epidemic, the pandemic, and the choices in the pandemic. Like they, these were these had to be decisions that were made years in advance that led up to this. So it's an equal part issue, but they're refusing to work together to solve this. And it kind of makes me disgusted because like at least the Democrats are like trying to find a solution. But the Republicans are like, no, fuck y'all, completely ignoring the fact that that fuck y'all is not going to affect the Democrats that are in office. It's going to affect their constituents, like theirs and the Democrats. I don't I, I, I don't get this attitude that's going on in our government. And it's really pissing me off. Like. I hate to sound like anarchist, let's kill the rich, but I mean, that is literally all I could think right now because why the fuck are we in this debt? Why the fuck are we, the citizens, having to pay for it? Why the fuck is our, our representatives not being forced to solve the issue? Like, it shouldn't even be optional for them to just say, no, y'all, y'all fix it. Like, no, you got to fucking fix it. Like, my plumber doesn't get the choice to decide after I've paid him if he's going to fix my sink or not. I you do, know what I mean? I Yeah, I do. I feel like, I know it's not going to wake people up to the fucking Republicans and their fucking, just fucking classist tactics, but it's so funny that like, this, I feel like we, so they have the the, uh, the must-pass funding bill that they have to, you know, pass uh, whatever they do it before the government gets shut down. And, you know, inevitably, they're, they always attach some kind of, bill to this must-pass bill, and then they debate it in the Senate, which is why the government gets shut down. I think the last time I remember this happening was, uh, it was about DACA, and them putting, attaching uh, uh, DACA to the spending bill, and that's why the government had this shutdown, right? And so now, they are attaching this uh, suspension to the, uh, uh, to the uh, debt limit uh, to, to stop a, a government shutdown, uh, but because it's going to go to the Senate um, and the, because they attached it to the must pass funding bill that they have to use, they, that they have to pass to stop a government shutdown. And the Senate is going to be like, well, we're not going to we're not going to fucking pass this bill because we don't want to fucking, you know, uh, suspend the debt limit. And you attach this fucking suspension to this bill that we have to pass to avert a government shutdown. And so we're going to debate this bill. And while we're debating this bill, because we don't want it to pass, because for whatever reason, they don't want the fucking debt to limit to be suspended. 
Uh, so there's that. And then the government's going to shut down. And of course, it, we're going to have just a fucking shit show. A, more of a shit show than we have ever had with a government shutdown. Because not only will we have a government shutdown, but then we will have a possible default. Mm-hmm. I did not. I, I, I don't want to relive the 1940s. And that's just what I feel like is about to happen. Things are about to get 10 times harder for us. Unnecessarily. I already live in a shit poor house. I perceive I'm probably gonna live in a shanty, like a shanty shanty mix. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen to all of us. <laughs> like I'm kind of terrified. Cause there's oh. only so much that the state governments can do to mitigate this. Yeah. And I know damn well the state of Alabama don't got funding to mitigate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said that this needs to be a bipartisan effort to uh, to uh, to attach us to the must-pass funding bill, and that they have to work together to do this. Um, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen, and I, I don't know. So It probably isn't, because the Republicans are betting on this strategic move to once again make the situation look like Democrats don't know what they're doing, it's their fault. So when the whole ship crashes, even though the Democrats are the only ones trying to find a solution to an impossible situation, the Democrats is going to carry the weight and the Republicans are going to look like they're the hero for the poor man while they screw us over by stealing our money through taxation. And it's just, this is just a horrific cycle. It just ain't going to fucking stop. I don't, Aaron, I don't, I, I feel like on every episode we get, I get a little bit more nihilistic. I just don't see any good. Mm-hmm. None. Nada. Well, Black Brew listeners, um, yeah, that that's that's the take. You know, um, I will I will speak as a communist uh, <laughs> and say that if we really really think about this, none of it is real to begin with. Right. Well, we have to move into our next topic, which is, of course, Britney Spears. Um, if you have been keeping up with the whole Britney Spears stuff that has just been, it's, it's, it's a whole history. Go to Wikipedia and look up and maybe read if you don't know what I'm talking about. But most recently, it was a couple of months ago, I'm going to say it was maybe like in like uh, June, maybe when we heard uh, Brittany testify, she like her her uh, testimony was like released to the public. It was leaked, and so we got to hear what she what she said to the judge um, about uh, about um, ending her uh, her conservatorship from the people who are currently over it. Um, and we heard some people. We heard about like you know uh, Brittany kind of like talk about like her her uh, sister, Jamie uh, Lynn Spears. And most most recently, uh, a judge has pretty much uh, ruled, you know, taken her father off of her uh, conservatorship and replaced her temporarily with someone else. But a lot of stuff has happened to Brittany. Um, like a lot. a lot of stuff. Um, what is your take on all of this stuff with Britney Spears, Josh? 
So I don't know all the fine details, but from what I from what I've gathered is that in the early two thousands, well, earlier part of the two thousands, we're still in the early part. Um, there was a need to, I guess, do this conservatorship. There was concern for her mental health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even though, like, it all directly is related to her abuse in the music industry and performance industry, like the abuse that she endured. And now with her being attached to her father, like, isn't it like within these years, the people that have been over her conservatorship have been tormenting her, like her being unable to see her children, her able to live the life that she desires or wants. Controlling all her assets. All of it's being controlled by someone else who really don't deserve it. Um, And I thought when I learned about all this, I found it very concerning. Um, Chris Crocker was right. We really should have left Brittany alone. Oh, oh, wait. Um, Yeah. So her her name is Kara now. Oh, Kara? Yeah. I thought they went back to Chris Crocker. No, she she's transitioning. She she's a woman. Oh, well, the last time I had looked up, Chris Crocker was a porn star that was still going. No, no. How recent was Wait, no, that's old. That's way old history. No, she... But their Twitter still be saying Chris Crocker. No, okay. Well, first of all, stop dead naming her. Her name is Okay. Well, I'm just saying the name, the name is still like functioning. Okay, I'll do, I'll look that up. Um, I'm... Well, Aaron, you're not... Like, as much as I want to trust you, like, how do I know that your information is up to date? Okay, that's fine. That's continue. Continue. You see what I mean? (laughs) You know, her name is Kara Cunningham. Kara Cunningham. Okay. Well, like, as they said, we should have left Brittany alone. That there was clearly some more things going on there than what we were revealed. I think, but the, the whole, it's such a complex issue. Because it's not just a discussion on like we should free Britney from the constraints of the conservatorship, but this is an ugly situation that kind of forces Americans who've been enjoying American pop culture to really reconsider our heartlessness towards performers and how we've exploited their most weakest and scariest times just to start controversy versing and to create hot topics to talk about. And um, I, the, this pandemic, when we're all like locked up and shit, you really see people really start thinking about it a lot more. And I hope that starts like taking more traction. And I really hope Brittany gets the freedom that she deserves because we all should have the right to control our lives. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I, um, I also hope that she eventually is free. Um, I think it is deplorable what her father and her sister have done to her. All of the lies, all of the the, the mistreat. Like, if you haven't heard Britney's testimony, you should listen to it because what they did to her is awful. It's like disgusting. So I I feel really bad. Um, uh, what were some of the things specifically that they do? Um. Like, they would lie about her, saying, like, you know, like, she wasn't taking her medicine. Um, They would kind of control her just uh, identity as, like, a music artist. Um, They were not allowing her to see her 
her um her uh children children um they were just lying and manipulating her life they were putting out this narrative that she was like worse off than she actually was but she really wasn't and they were just being- but they had full control of her media presence and like media character Um, that is really disgusting. Yeah. So I I also hope that she um that you know she gets gets the help that not sorry not get the help. Uh, I hope that she is free eventually from all of this shit that has been placed upon her. Um. I and did you say her sister was involved with this too? Yes. Jamie Lynn Spears, Zoe One on One Girl. Yes. I can't believe we watched that show knowing that bitch be walking around like that. So um, that makes me. Hmm. It's your own family, Aaron. Your own family will do it to you. And that's what makes it sad. The people you should be able to trust. So, some legal notes. Um, in August, uh, the Ventura County Sheriff's Office announced that it was investigating. Spears for assault after a staff member claimed that Spears struck her after arguments over a mistreated, a mistreated dog. Um, and then on September 7th, Jamie filed a petition to end the conservatorship. Um, this, I think this happened after a lot of people on social media started coming after Jamie Lynn Spears. Like there, I think there was some kind of something that uh, Brittany had said that was like alluding Loki shade to like her sister or some shit like that. And then a, blo- a bunch of people came out and like, Jamie, how could you do this? Like, how could you do this? But she, on September 7th, she filed a petition to end the conservatorship. On September 12th, uh, just everyone knows, Britney Spears announced her engagement to her longtime boyfriend, Sam, on an Instagram post. And then um, uh, on September 29th, uh, the judge suspended Jamie as a conservator of her estate and her account. Um, So, yeah. 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 That's uh, just disgusting. Her sister, her dad, mooching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jamie would have been able to fund herself, you know, if they didn't pull her out of, like, I mean, I, like, I know there's a lot of controversy with her getting pregnant and whatnot, but, like, if she had just stayed in, like, the industry, she would have been able to make her own money. Hell, I'm sure she's still making money off of Zoe one-on-one. Can't tell you how many millennials are probably going back and rewatching that mess. Um, yeah, free Britney, <laughs> free um, Britney. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Britney Spears, Josh? Um, actually, I have a question for you because I asked one of my friends says. So, of course, yes. um, Britney Spears has a song, um, and I was wondering if you had, uh, <laughs> um, if. <laughs> If you had a white boyfriend um, and he said, can you sing Britney Spears, I'm a slave for you to me, would you sing it to him? I'd shoot him. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't shoot him. I ain't that violent. But uh, I would not be tolerating that. I'd be telling him to walk his ass out. And he better be writing a doctorate's level paper explaining why he's sorry and why this is fucked up. Okay, but do you like the song? I don't think I know that one. 
well, I'm not going to sing it um, because y'all ain't going to ever hear me say I'm a slave for anybody. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a my ancestors told too long for me to be singing lyrics like that. Um, also, I just want to make a correction, uh, something that I said. Um, when I was, uh, um, just to note that her father, uh, James uh, Parnell Spears, he goes by Jamie. So it might be a little confusing when I'm talking about Jamie Spears versus Jamie Lynn Spears. But Jamie Spears is her father. Uh, Jamie oh, so um, I was very confused. Um, yeah, so sorry if that's confusing to anybody. But back to I'm a back to that song. <laughs> I can't even say the title. <laughs> back to that song. I'd asked him, and I was like, "Well, what?" I asked one of my uh, black woman friends. I asked if a white man asked you that to sing that to you, would you do it? And they said no. And I said, well, "What if a white girl asked you that?" And she said no. And I said, "Well, what if a black men and she said no and i said well what if a, <laughs> what if a black woman said that to you and they also said no so um <laughs> gosh if a black man asked you to sing that song to him would you sing it no oh no he's a man well what what is your favorite britney song uh which one is it? If you see Amy was a favorite from childhood, and that, that one goes, ah, 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 da, 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 I can't remember what that song is called. It's like, I don't want to show. Da, da, da. I, I, I can't even think of the lyrics, but it used to be one I used to jam to as a kid. I'm not a big Britney Spears fan. She's I, I don't care for her singing style. Oh, I didn't care for early 2000s music anyways, anything. Before 2008. Oh my God. Kinda was. Simple and bland for me. Um, Boom Chick, that's all it was. The renowned formula pop, Boom Chick. Well, let me ask you that. Um, did, did you like mm-hmm. Toxic? No. Oh, God. You... I actually absolutely. All right, everyone, I'm taking applications for a new co-host right now. Send in your applications, bitch. Okay, what about Oops, I Did It Again? It was comical. Circus? I like circus. Womanizer. I enjoyed Womanizer as a child. Work, bitch. I don't care for it. Wow. Are you searching for another song? No, um, I'm, I think I'm still stuck on you saying that Oops, I Did It Again was comical. comical. And what kind of gay, I mean, what kind of gay doesn't like toxic? One that likes a little more complexity in the sounds. Wow, I hope everyone who is listening to Black Brew right now is hearing what Josh is saying. I'm just speaking what I thought for the past 20 years. Um, Josh, why don't you go ahead and say your address so people can know when, where, where they can find you at to tell you about their opinions of your opinions on Britney's music. Well, they can go suck my cock with <laughs> every other bitch boy that be around here. <laughs> I live by my word. 
Oh my god. I would okay. much rather listen to Lady Gaga over Britney any day. Oh wait, let's not pit women against women. Let's not do that. Um, speaking. Of, okay, this has nothing to do with Britney, but um, okay. Do you want me to say a man's name? See, that's much worse. <laughs> I do not support pitting women against women, and I'm gonna tell you why. So I was actually watching. Um, I had never watched the entire performance of uh, Chloe's uh, performance at the uh, VMAs. Um, and I watched it and I figured I'm watching it. Of course I was like, oh God, let me look at these comments. And I was looking at the comments. I was like, why do people hate this girl so much? You know? And then I went and I watched this other video because it was this video and it was fucking clickbait. It was like Beyonce, uh, says that she has, she wants nothing to do with Chloe, whatever. And I clicked it and it's obviously clickbait. But then I saw people talking about comments about Beyonce blackballing Normani from the music industry by putting Chloe up. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, first of all, why can't Chloe be her own self? Why does she have to be, just because Beyonce, quote, trained her, why does like, why can't she not exist just as Chloe? Second of all, why are y'all pitting Beyonce against Chloe against Normani? Second, third, third of all, that was a lot. Why are y'all talking about her ch- trying to over-sexualize herself just so she can become one of Beyonce or so she can be noticed more? First of all, I <laughs> we just circulating old arguments. Do you like Chloe? I like Chloe. I like Chloe and Hallie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you- I like her song "Have Mercy." Yeah, I do too. Booty's so big, but I would, I would argue. Oh God. Okay. Oh, so, God. you said not to pit women against each other, but I do not think the argument of comparing two musical artists and say which one I preference is pitting women against each other, because at that point, I'm talking about their figure as a musician and not who they are as a person. There's a difference. I mean, like, if I had one, let's say, teacher who was a woman and they were shit at their job and there was another teacher that was great at the job and I made a comparison between the, between the two, I'm not pitting them against each other as women. I'm pitting them against each other as teachers. There's a distinct difference. I'm not talking about their body, what they look like, who they are. I'm talking about their craft. And so that's where I start. There's a difference in argument because then with that argument, we can't if I can't compare a woman to a woman in a profession, I can't compare a man to a woman in a profession because power dynamics, then we can't compare anyone. And then we really can't really judge the well, quality of someone's so work. I'm, I, I may have been joking with the Lady Gaga Britney. That was a more of a joking okay. comment. It's hard to tell with you sometimes. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> that was more so a joke, but the comments about her- No, own- that one, yeah. Her only the stuff about Chloe is and Beyonce and uh, these other artists is definitely pitting women against women because I don't understand why they all can't just exist in the industry anyway. Um, it literally is like, and what makes that definitely women pitted against women is like them just existing in the same space is a threat to the other woman, which is stupid. Like, we're not predators, we're not hunting the same prey. So you really these don't are like, people. So you really don't like toxic. I really don't. Mm. So what do you do when it comes on in the gay club? Do you still dance to it? Not really. 
I get, I'm so tired of hearing that song. I've heard that song since 2000s. It plays. It doesn't move me. So we don't got a good beat. So when we, when we are There's not even a bass to it. I'm definitely, I was musically influenced by the 2008, 2010s to 2020s. That's, that's my musical influence. That's where I really cared about music. Anything before that, it, it was just a transition period of music. That's how I see it. Josh, I am just very like, like I know that you you have some, don't take offense to this, but I know you have some very um, elitist, points of views about <laughs> pop music um flashback to when we were on that podcast called comment section we we're talking about ed sheeran um who i think is a shitty musician um but uh, i liked his first album and then everything passed out i thought it was shit until this new song this new song flip i remember you and another person that we were friends with or are friends with debating shape of you and kesha's uh what was that song that she sang Pray. What was it called? Was it Pray? Pray? Was it her ballad? Pray. Yeah, 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 that one. And then you said Shape of You in terms of musicality, whatever that means. In terms of musicality, you said it was shit. And then you said that Kesha's song was also, in terms of musicality, was also shit. Um, I mean, arguably, yeah, It the structure of that song is poor. But at that point, the message is stronger and the raw emotion outdoes it, where Shape of You is just like something to play in, ele- in an elevator. All and right. I'll die on that hill. All right. Well, you know, before we, <laughs> before we end our podcast, Josh, I just want, you know, for all of these uh, uh, Britney Spears uh, queers, I want them to be able to send you love notes. So if you w- wouldn't mind saying your address. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. They can meet me on Grinder, where the rest of the trash. Meet. I just want—I just want the Britney Spears loving queers to know where you're at, so that they can maybe meet up with you and talk to you about your dislike of toxic. I live in the state of Alabama. Good job finding me. All right, everyone. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Black Brew. Um, remember that October 25th was our very last. Uh, episode of season one and then we'll come back in January um, remember oh if our government falling apart by then doesn't ruin us I am knocking on wood as we speak um anyway yeah Instagram at Black Brew Podcast um and give us a rating and review and share a podcast and we will see you next time bye